Welcome to the Seriously Social Podcast with your host, Simone Douglas. Today, Simone chats with Robert De Pasquale. So on today's episode of Seriously Social, the podcast, I am joined by the lovely Robert from Be Able Australia. Robert, thanks for coming along today. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Uh, can you just, for my audience um, who doesn't know you perhaps as well as I do, uh, give us the Cliff Notes version about you know how you got into the line of work that you have and uh, why it matters. Sure. Um, I became a support coordinator because um, I've have a disability and I've got lived experience and I've been through the maze of the NDIS. I've seen the good providers and I've seen, you know, some not so good providers and I've had to navigate and actually try and educate myself um, about the NDIS, about what's in my plan and so forth because no one would tell me or no one has ever told me what was in my plan. It's a bit of a um, minefield, isn't it? Like a it lot is. of people I speak to, they really struggling to get to the bottom of all of that. That's right. And, you know, with the participants that I have now, I try to explain to them exactly every section of the plan and what they're able to get and they've never been told before. And once you tell them, then, you know, it opens up a whole new avenue of activities and, yeah. you know, products, services that they are able to um, have yeah. through the NDIS. Well, and I think, too, there are a lot more things available than perhaps, you know, someone who isn't involved in the NDIS would understand. So it's not just, um, you know therapy support services or something there's a host of different things what is the whole purpose of the NDIS you know at its core from an ethical change the world kind of perspective well their number one value is choice and control and giving the participant the choice and also the control of the services that um they receive yeah the services that they request um and to enhance their life and yeah. give them a better life, um, a better life experience. Yeah, absolutely. To, you know. I, I think choice and control is a really important aspect, I would have thought, even though I don't have first-hand lived experience, but for any human being being in control of their own environment and how they're able to live their life is, would have to be at the top of the tree, yeah? It would. It is. It should. Well, it should be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but off, more often than not, it's not. So if you're looking at someone to work with around, um, you know, like helping manage manage your plan, how, what are some of the questions you should be asking your, your plan managers or providers to get the best match for yourself? It's It should be up to the actual support coordinator or the actual plan manager to yeah. give that information yeah because really as a participant um when I before I even started be able Australia say two years ago mm-hmm. I had no idea what to ask yeah I had yeah. no idea what services were available to me mm-hmm. um so I speak to a lot of people and they don't know what to ask so yeah. um it's yeah 
it, it, it's up to us as service providers mm-hmm. to educate the participant yeah. to know what they're eligible for. Yeah. Because each and every person is a different scenario, different situation. Mm-hmm. There is no two people, for example, there's no two people with spina bifida yeah. who have yeah. the same needs. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah. So in the scheme of things, when I'm talking to business owners, you know, one of the conversations that I have is that we have to um, change the narrative around what inclusivity really is and what accessibility is. Um, where do you, what do you think are the important things that business owners should be considering if they, if they want to um, create an inclusive workplace that's open to people with disabilities that have the skill sets that they need? They just have, you know, other issues on t- outside of that just basically be open-minded yeah you know talk to the person as a person not as a person with a disability yeah because whether you whether you have a disability or you don't have a disability you still have needs yeah there are some needs that a person with a disability with disability has that um someone that doesn't have a disability might have that's yeah. a lot more. Yeah, so, exactly. You know, it, it, it's it's about communicating and mm. and op- and just being open and honest in the conversation. Yeah. Do you think that the landscape has changed in recent history around those kind of things? Or are we still um, looking at a lot of people that are a bit closed-minded and missing out on accessing... Um, you know, unique human beings with unique skills that could benefit their business, but it doesn't occur to them to look there. There are, mm. definitely. Um, it is changing and it is getting better, but um, there's still a lot of improvement um, within any scope of business. Um, what business owners really need to understand is a person with a disability um still has a lot to offer and also they are proven to be a lot more loyal and they stick around for a lot longer. Well, and I think, you know, for me, a person is a person first and um, I I wish that more people could have that perspective. So we, all of us have, a, like you said, all of us have our own unique sets of challenges or, you know, idiosyncrasies. Um, and a person who happens to have a disability just has a different set of challenges. That's my perspective anyway. Um, That's exactly right. Yeah. So uh, what has been your favourite part of having your own business? What's the thing that you enjoy most about it? Giving back to yeah. people. Um, you know, I've gone through the hard times with the NDIS Mm -hmm. and I know what it's like and I know how frustrating it is for participants. So giving back to them and educating them is the best thing that I can do from a day-to-day basis. Absolutely. What's been the most difficult thing during the pandemic in the last year and a half or wherever we're up to now? Meeting with really... Uh, with participants who have high needs or, mm-hmm. you know, chronic, chronic illness like yeah. autoimmune 
and oh, deficiency or disorders. Yeah. Um, so it's really hard to meet with them face to face. But um, I've educated them with Zoom yeah. that we can easily log on on Zoom and mm-hmm. have a virtual meeting. And it, they find it just as good. Um, yeah. Has so that they're, they're, been able yeah. to um, mitigate some of the isolation? Because I think, you know, when you generally, you would normally have your providers and other people coming out to see you. And obviously if there's, you know, an immediate medical need, that's still going to continue during a lockdown or something. But, um, you know, I even know as, you know, for myself when I'm in lockdown, that, that felt sense of isolation and not being connected to the people that are part of my community has technology been able to offset some of that for people in the disability sector? For sure, yeah. um, isolation is a is a big thing, and it's a big it's a big issue. Mm. Um, not only with people with disability, but for anybody yeah, exactly. living alone. Um, so, if we can communicate as much as possible via Zoom, via FaceTime, yeah. phone call, text messages. Mm-hmm. All those little things help, you know, with, you know, just breaking the the day-to-day monotony of being alone. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what is the best piece of business advice you've ever been given? Best piece of advice I've ever been given? I'll give you some thinking time. I'll share yeah. mine. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. so uh, I got told a long time ago to do the things that are easy to do and easy not to do. So there's this book called The Slight Edge, um, and I forget who wrote it, but, yeah, they talk about successful people always do the things that are easy to do and easy not to do. So you don't get an immediate win from going to the gym today. Um, But if you keep going, then, you know, in six months' time you look back, you're like, oh, my God, look at what I've achieved. And in business I think it's the same. So I always do the things that I dislike doing that I know are getting in the way of my success first thing in the morning so that then I can get on with enjoying being in business. Yeah. Mine would be um, never think that you know everything. Yeah, very true. Um, Because the minute you stop learning, you stop growing. So everybody should just keep, you know, an open mind and keep, growing and learning because with the NDIS it's things are changing from a weekly basis yeah absolutely. sometimes daily basis so there's always new things to learn there's always disabilities that I come across that I've never heard of yeah and um, so I like to educate myself on that person's disability so I have a bit more of an insight mm-hmm. on them so just continue learning because this minute you try and start learning, you stop growing. You so do. I have a really um, simple rule because I, I like to have coffee with lots of people and I, you know, go out and get out and about a lot. Um, but so, so often I'll get people who contact me that want to have coffee. And I said to um, my team, if there's ever a day that I say having a cup of coffee with that person is a waste of time, you're allowed to slap me. Because there's no such thing. So every human being in and of themselves matters and I'm always going to learn something. So I would believe, like, totally agree with you. And do you know what? It's always the person that you least expect that teaches you the thing that you needed to know, I find, too. 
Absolutely. So who has helped you the most since you started your business like, and surprised you by somehow? Oh, my parents. Yeah. I've always been supportive mm-hmm. of everything I do. Um, Dad's um, been, he's been in business all his life, so he yeah. gives me, you know, little hints here and there and, you know, try not to burn out. Yeah, that's a big um, because, one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because within this industry and, and as a support coordinator, it's so easy to get consumed in your work yeah. and not have enough time for yourself. Mm-hmm. So self-love and, you know, taking time for a mental health day yeah. every now and then yeah, um, just to recharge the battery. And I think that's and, a really common theme with my guests, like across every podcast, uh, is that we all take that time out. So, you know, take a mental health day, I call it a blanket fort day. But, you know, um, everyone I talk to that is successful in business, they, they understand that they need to do that for themselves. So, yeah. Yeah, it's very important. What would be your number one tip um, to fellow business owners that are, you know, at that two to three year mark to avoid burnout? What are some of the things that they can do? Make sure that you are, you regularly exercise, go to the gym mm-hmm. if you yeah. can. Um, if not on a daily basis, at least three times a day, three times a week, week sorry. Yeah. <laughs> not three times a day, mm-hmm. three times a week. Um, and just when you're on the phone and you know it's going to be a long conversation, Instead of sitting down in your office, get up, go for a walk around the block oh, really while you're talking. Advice. Yeah. You know, that's a bit of exercise, a bit of fresh air, mm. you know, a bit of change of scenery because if being on the phone for a long time can be consuming, but yeah. at least you're doing something um, physical, which yeah. is which is good. So I, I often, if I'm on the phone, I put my AirPods in, mm-hmm. AirPods in, sorry, and just push myself yeah. around around the block and have a chat. You know? Yeah, I think that's really good advice because the amount of times I just sit at my desk and can be on the phone for an hour and, yeah, I could have snuck in, you know, a 30-minute walk at the same time. Yeah. So I think I'm going to take that advice. Uh, on that note, Robert, thanks very much for joining me today. Uh, I've really enjoyed the chat. For anyone that's listening to the podcast, you'll find all of Robert's links to his website and contact details in the show notes. So if you know somebody that is uh, involved in the NDIS and could use some help and support, feel free to reach out to Robert. I'm sure he'd be happy to chat to you. Um, Robert, thanks again. Thanks for having me. Not a problem. I'm just going to stop that recording. Thanks. Sorry for the delay. We got, I kind of thought we'd be five minutes behind, but everyone was late today coming in. So it kind of like stuffed us up. So with the podcast, what will happen, we're recording eight today. Um, so we release one a week. So Marie, one of my staff will email you before it comes out and let you know, uh, Robert, it's dropping this Tuesday. Um, we'll tag you into it on LinkedIn and places like that. So you'll know when it comes out. Um, but yeah, thanks again for being one of my guests. No problem. So I'll, I'll receive an email shortly. Yeah, yeah you will All do. Right. Absolutely. You Fantastic. Thanks, Simone. No problem. And thanks for the um, opportunity. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Talk soon. See you.
We hope you enjoyed this episode of Seriously Social. Check our website for the latest news, show notes, and for details about tonight's latest book, Confident Networker. You'll find us at social media, aok.com.au slash podcast.